God wired us to have community and relationship with people. So when we kind of get into our own little world, it's not healthy. Hey, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Bridge Podcast. And today we are talking with the executive director of Crossover Cup's mission, Jack Eason. He's also the author of a book, The Loneliness Solution, which hits shelves uh, October 2020. Right, Jack? That is correct, man. Excellent. Well, it's good to have you here with us. You're a great friend of the bridge. And um, some of the things that you've done with the bridge include going on mission trips to the Dominican Republic. Uh, you help us with our fall and spring fundraiser, typically. And, uh, of course, you're just an overall great friend of the station. So we appreciate you taking the time out to have a, a quick bridge podcast with us as well. Mark Dickey is also here from the afternoon show. Mark, good to see you. Hey, good afternoon. And I would definitely say that Jack is a big friend, not big friend, good friend of the station. <laughs> He's been working on that. He's normal size friend. That's right. I've been in social isolation, so all I can do is eat. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which reminds me, Mark, we've got some buzz on the line. What is going on with our audio? Yeah, so we are being socially isolated from each other. So I'm recording from Milford, Delaware. Andrew, you're in Seaford, Delaware. And That's Jack, correct. you're in South Carolina, right? That's right. Greenville, South Carolina. Wow. Well, I, I mean, technology is amazing. I'm thankful that we still get to kind of talk with one another, even though we aren't together. Um, but yeah, so that's why it might sound a little different on this episode. Yeah, for this season, that is what we're doing. Um, listen, when this season clears away <laughs> and we all get a chance to get together, uh, we'll have to meet up in Rehoboth. That's where the Bridge Podcast sponsor is located, Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant. They are happy to call the Ocean's Edge Air home, and they, they're happy to offer a unique, comfortable respite from the world. I know all of us could use that right mm. now. So yeah. when they open their doors back up, they're ready to take guests and to treat you to fine dining uh, and Victorian tea, if you like that. You can learn more at BoardWalkPlaza.com. And, uh, guys, we will have to set up a meeting there. <laughs> Sounds great. Just yeah. Andrew, Jack, waffles, and a view of the ocean. Ooh. Yeah, and I think they also have, uh, you know, what, what's the Eggs Benedict? That's like my favorite mm. way to eat eggs. I mean, it, it can't be topped. <laughs> well, guys, listen, um, concerning social distancing and concerning social isolation, of course, I am home most days with my kids, and my wife, she leaves, she goes to work. She's an essential employee. Um, Mark, you're at home with your family. Yeah, yeah. My my wife has been home with our daughter since she was born. Um, however, we are in a two-bedroom house. So there's oh, my bedroom boy. and then our daughter's bedroom. So I'm currently talking to you from the nursery, and uh, we are in between naps. Right. And so uh, <laughs> my daughter just got up, so we shouldn't have any problems for a couple hours. <laughs> cool. uh, but if she comes in with a baby to get changed, then uh, you understand what's going on. You sound you sound refreshed after that nap too. You sound really refreshed. Oh, I didn't get a nap. Jack, do you uh, are you on lockdown with anybody? Uh, I am. I am locked down with uh, my wife and son. My daughter is locked down at school in Charleston, hmm. and so uh, you know this falls under that that category. It is what it is. Yeah, where we find ourselves right now. 
And it's strange, isn't it, that we're all um, kind of – I've been seeing the phrase, you know, we're alone together, that kind of thing, mm. um, which is a big reason why we invited you here, Jack. Uh, we wanted to talk about the topic of loneliness, which really was an epidemic before even coronavirus got on the stage. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I was uh, working on an idea for a book over a little over a year ago just about us working together. Uh, which is kind of what the bridge does very, very well. The bridge team and the bridge listeners on Delmarva connecting one another, strengthening one another, uh, working together. And uh, as I started down that road of, of putting that together, I started discovering, well, we're, not everybody does really well at working together because even though we're physically together a lot of times, like if you go to the local coffee shop, you may see a lot of people sitting. There's a lot of people there, but they're all solo, living solo, you know, have their laptop, maybe uh, their cell phone, their cup of coffee. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I discovered that even though to, to be able to work together, you've got to overcome this loneliness hurdle. And I found out real quick we're we're a lonely we're a lonely people, despite despite the seeming look that we're connected, we're really not. Sometimes. Yeah, I know the idea behind social media was that we would connect and we'd share and we talk with one another but unfortunately it's got a toxic side right i mean it tends to be um this comparison tool where we're always looking into other people's lives but we're probably probably only seeing the very best that they want to present we're not seeing all the difficulty or the trials that it took to get to that success or we're not seeing all the um you know eggs benedict right you were not seeing all the right. failed recipes <laughs> yeah. right. the, the final finished product that looks the best um so so as far as comparison goes social media had a toxic side to it but as far as getting connected um in the end it doesn't seem to be doing a great job of of keeping us from feeling lonely or being that connected um well let's let's put a pause on that for just a second i want the people to know who they're hearing from and, uh, you know, we did a brief introduction, but Jack, you're the, the executive director of Crossover Cups Missions. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Tell us, tell us a bit more about that organization. You know, we, uh, we uh, do a lot of work in the Dominican Republic, uh, a little bit of work in Malawi, Africa, but primarily in the Dominican Republic. And, uh, we have programs down there for, uh, for children and families. Our key, our goal, is to rescue a child, transform transform a family, and do it again tomorrow. Mm. Uh, that's our mission, and um, and we do that primarily through uh, feeding programs and discipleship programs. Um, it used to be the statistic that we would give. It's actually changed depending on uh, how the wind blows and what's going on in the country, whether there's um, you know hurricane season or not. But the Dominicans in the top ten uh, in the world as far as places for human trafficking, and most third world countries are in that kind of situation because of poverty and, and uh, hunger. And uh, so we're trying to reach these kids and show them that uh, they can have a relationship with Christ, teach them a life skill. We have sewing programs and bakery programs in the villages in which we serve. And we want to equip them so that they have a job skill so they aren't lured into the streets. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I would I would imagine this epidemic of loneliness is pervasive across all cultures all around the world. Do you see these issues when you travel? Yeah, you know, it's not just limited to uh, the the third world. Uh, it's in the first world, maybe even more so in the first world, actually, uh, because the third world doesn't have, uh, I mean, even in the Dominican Republic, you know, they've got cell phones and internet, but they're not as dependent upon it. Uh, they're more dependent upon their neighbor 
hmm. and um, you know, somebody told me recently, it's it's interesting if you ask someone in North America the question, "Tell me about yourself," that more often than not, they will they will go to their occupation. Well, I work for so and so, or I'm the you know I'm the head of blah blah blah, or I you know they'll they'll answer with their occupation. If you mm -hmm. ask somebody in the third world, tell me about yourself, almost immediately they'll start talking about their family and their neighbors. Well, I, I, wow. live, in, I live in Zion Village and I have two kids and blah, blah, they'll just talk about that, which is kind of a sign of where mentally we just, we go to uh, as Americans. And I think because of that, uh, to your point, loneliness, especially in the first world, is rampant. And, and among every age group, uh, we're the most connected generation uh, with technology and social media and devices of any generation ever but yet when you talk to people you find out they're they're really lonely you ask somebody okay uh, how many friends do you have and though they may have three or four thousand on their facebook uh, page they may say well i've really only got maybe one or two friends that i could actually pick up the phone anytime or day or night day or night and call mm -hmm. um so we we are we're a lonely people that's interesting so this observation of yours this loneliness uh epidemic that you saw this was the reason for the book you've got coming out yeah well it more it morphed into that uh again i was really thinking about just wanting to share tips about how, how we should be working together uh as community uh especially as believers faith community the body of christ how we should work together mm -hmm. and as i started researching that you know i started wow we're we're, we're together kind of kind of like we are today we're together but we're really not um yeah, we're, we're together physically, but maybe that's maybe that's it. Uh, or maybe we're together on social media, but we're really not connecting. Connecting hmm. is really the key word. And um, so it, it morphed into, OK, well, if we're ever going to work together, we've got to talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, and that is that we're, we're not connected. We're lonely or we don't have real connection. You know, right. you, you, you said it a minute ago, it's it's on social media. You know, I, I'm not going to post a picture of the argument that I had with my wife or my nostrils flaring when I lost my temper at something that happened this week. I'm going to show the nice picture of me smiling or, you know, sitting at dinner, a dinner date with my wife. Or the, uh, We're not mm -hmm. going to put any of the negative stuff up on our social media feed. Um, and so because of that, we, we, a lot of it, you know, it's not necessarily that it's fake or phony. It's just not the full picture of what our, what we face every day. And, um, so those things push us, they disconnect us instead of connect us. So at the end of the day, when if we keep doing things like that, it, it actually makes us feel more lonely. And and loneliness, you know, is is a feeling. It's not necessarily reality. Um, but we do we do feel lonely when we uh when we're seeing those kinds of things happen in our lives. So it's not just a matter of being physically alone, right? Um I know I used to hear the phrase, you know, you could be alone in a room full of people, right? So maybe some of our listeners are physically alone right now because of social isolation, uh, social distancing, but they could be still at home with their families, right? And they're dealing with the issues of maybe um, being furloughed from work or just changing up their patterns and their routines, and um, and they're still alone. They still feel alone because they can't open up and be uh, vulnerable with their true emotions or true feelings, or they're not, you know, they're not on the same page, right. With one another in the, in the household. It, 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 it affects every person on the planet. I mean, some, some people can downplay it and say they've never felt that way, but we all have felt, we all have felt lonely. Um, 
And one one of the things that guys that I was reading when putting putting together this book said, I've never I never had thought of, of it this way, but he said, you know, the first uh, obstacle for man was, and the first obstacle for God rather, uh, at creation was not was not sin. Uh, hmm. And I was like, okay, okay, here comes the heresy. I was preparing right. myself. You know <laughs> what what? And he said, no, the first obstacle for God was to to help man overcome solitude. That's good. Because man was you know, alone. That's right. Adam man was, was alone, wasn't he? Yeah, man was alone, and God said, it is not good for you to be alone. So he comp- He created, obviously, Eve, companionship, community. Um, mm-hmm. So, so you know, so- solitude is good. There are times when we all would say, hey, I like, I like being alone in solitude so you can think, or, or maybe you've been mm-hmm. around people all week, or uh, after a big bridge event, you know, where you're around all your comrades and colleagues and coworkers and you've had a good time and it's finally like, okay, I need to be away from you for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so solitude is not bad, but that loneliness part, uh, God said that wasn't good. So he created Eve. And so, um, you know, again, we just got to figure out strategically how to connect. And again, it affects every age. You know, a lot of the st- statistics that I saw coming uh, as I was studying this book, you know, here's here's a couple just to kind of uh, whet your appetite. Um, you know, half of Americans say only half say they have meaningful daily face-to-face social interactions. Only half. Wow. Uh, and then you you think about um, you know sometimes we think Generation Z is maybe the most disconnected because they're the most into technology. That's mm-hmm. that can be true to some extent, but uh, one survey said ages 18 to 22 say they're the loneliest generation and claim to be worse in health than older generations. Wow. And, um, and even this whole issue of loneliness can, can affect your health. You know, I've read a lot of the studies in preparation for this book that was saying it's like smoking cigarettes for, you know, 10 years. Um, because just mentally you're, you, we're, we're built. I mean, we're wired. Uh, God wired us to have community and relationship with people. So when we kind of get into our own little world, uh, it's not healthy. So to that end, I mean, if this is such a pervasive problem, I mean, it, enough to be labeled an epidemic by, uh, you know, mental health experts. Um, it, when you were scratching the surface, can you give us some, some quick silver bullets, some suggestions of ways that we can solve loneliness in our own lives? Well, yeah. And I mean, especially for us right now, um, you know, and, and I've come across some, some great tips that I've even tried to, um, put into practice in my own, life. And one of them is one guy said, just, just use the telephone and not in the way that most of us normally use the phone, which is texting or emailing or, you know, posting a social media status, but use the phone the way the phone was originally intended and invented dial a number and actually talk to somebody (laughs) that lost art of long phone conversations. Mm. Um, and, you know, we do have technology like what we're doing today, Zoom, and there's Skype and Facebook Live and Google Hangouts and all those things. Um, but a lot of times we have used those tools to kind of keep, like like what we're doing, keep keeping work going, which is great. But there's no reason you can't have a, a great conversation and video that you might have with a, with a family member or friend in person, but because of social distancing, uh, use technology for that instead of just work stuff, use it to actually connect with somebody. Um, 
check out some online communities that you can be a part of right now with this whole social distancing. Uh, join some groups online that you can have conversation about uh, about things that you you both uh, enjoy or care about. The the other thing is, you know, in our area at least so far, you still can uh, you still can get outside. And uh, mm. I plan on today, a little bit later, making sure nobody's around me, uh, staying active. One of the worst things that you can do, uh, whether the, there's a pandemic or whether there's not a pandemic, mm-hmm. um, is socially isolate yourself to the point of not staying active, not getting exercise, not going on a walk, not moving around. It's good for your mental health and obviously your physical health. Um, and and then find something you can do that's meaningful. You know, one of the things that I discovered in, in uh, studying uh, to put this book together, you guys is um, volunteering takes your eyes off yourself and onto something else. Hmm. Uh, find something that you're passionate about. You know, bridge listeners may say, "Well, I'm passionate about the bridge." Well, you know, find something you can do at the bridge. You can volunteer. You know, the thing like uh, the bridge does with the hands and feet, where you're out in your community serving. Obviously, that's a little harder right now uh, while we're doing this podcast with social distancing. Um, but as soon as all this is over and it will come to an end and we'll get through this, man, find something you can do to volunteer in the community. So you're not isolated, join a choir, join a, you know, join a music group or find somebody who likes to go play golf or whatever sport you like to play and go, go do that thing with them. Um, don't, don't disconnect yourself and, um, isolation and insulation. Those two things we tend to do, uh, are, are not, are not good things for our physical health, emotional health, mental health, spiritual health, uh, the power of community, you know, and as the mm-hmm. book rolled out, rolls out and gets further into the chapters, you know, um, not to give away the farm here, but, but to, uh, you, you kind of can figure out where the book's heading. I, I'm convinced that God created spiritual community so that we wouldn't be lonely. Um, you know, but how many of us belong to those type of faith communities? A lot of us, a lot of us go to church, but how many of us are a part, how many of us go to a church that's that kind of place? And it may not be the church's fault that it's not that kind of place. It could be us, that we're not willing to be vulnerable or mm-hmm. accountable, uh, you know, or take the mask down so that we do have connectivity. Because at the end of the day, it, it it's hard. I mean, <laughs> if it was easy, there'd be no lonely people. Where are all the right. lonely mm-hmm. people? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Break it down, Jack. There would be no lonely people. So, It makes me think about how we can get in the rut of, all right, let's get to church so that we can get home from church and then I can get back to mowing the grass or, or cleaning the house. And, and it's almost like the, the entire concept of the church just gets lost. Like it's just another thing on my to-do list when really it's supposed to be a community that's supposed to, to shape us and and help us shape other people out of the, the Jesus, the, the God that's flowing through our, our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you, 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 you said it well, and you, you've seen it, Mark, in the, in the Dominican, uh, Andrew, We'll get to see it uh, with me in Malawi. It's interesting. We we joke in the Dominican a lot when we when we tell some of the families, "Hey, we'll meet you at twelve thirty. You know, and and we know saying that that we're saying twelve thirty DRT, which means Dominican Republic time, because to them they may show up at one one fifteen one thirty, 
And sometimes when we have teams down, they'll, they'll look at us like, wow, aren't they being disrespectful? I mean, you said to be here at 1230. And no, they're not being disrespectful. What happens is if they know they're supposed to meet you at 1230, but along the way they stop at the market and they see somebody that they know, then they stay there and say, well, how are you? How are your fa and family? And, and they stay and have a conversation and they forget about the clock because they're more concerned, uh, kind of like what you're saying, Mark, they're more concerned with the relationship than making sure they're on time for something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we look at that in America and go, wow, that's really rude. Um, but we might could learn some things from some of these people in the third world because they're more, they are more connected um, because they place a higher value on connecting than maybe we do. That is an interesting perspective. Uh, probably a, definitely a lesson that we could learn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jack, I appreciate you talking with us about this. Uh, the fact that this epidemic was already in place before um, before we started fighting, you know, a virus, uh, respiratory virus, is is just fascinating to me. This was one of those problems that was boiling under the surface, and I would imagine now uh, it's exacerbated. It's been exaggerated uh, by so many people being forced to be physically alone. Uh, on top of, you know, being vulnerable in their communications and being able to connect, really, truly connect, uh, which is at the root of loneliness. So um, as as we head out here, uh, tell people, when does the book come out? Uh, it will be out in October, October 2020. And uh, I think pre-orders are available like June, middle of June. Um, okay, excellent. So. And um, is there like a coupon in the back for time with Jack? Anything like that? You know, to cut down oh, on loneliness? Oh, well, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Quality you know time it. with Jack? Yeah, you, you know it. We may have to figure figure that out. Um, I, I, ho <laughs> I hope that it will cause people to want to connect, maybe afresh and anew with people. Uh, yeah. You know, I, th I think the other mm. thing that this pandemic has taught even me is um, the delusion of self-sufficiency. Hmm. You know, because most of the time we think, well, I, I'm, I'm my own person, my own man, you know, I've got my own family. And um, all of us have this tendency to think that we that we know more than what we actually do. Um, and then you, you realize in a situation like this, when you're cut off from other people, wow, I really I really value I really value this about that person or that about that person when we connected. And now we're we're missing that connectivity. So hopefully that, you know, when all this is over, it will really force us maybe to rethink uh, how we're connecting every day mm -hmm. and how we value the others in our lives. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Excellent. Well, Jack, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us about the current loneliness epidemic and some solutions and uh, insight from your book. Uh, it is called the loneliness solution. Look for that uh, to hit the shelves, October, 2020, of course, pre-orders in June, you said, and listen, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please share it with a friend. Maybe listen to it yourself, share it with them. When they're done listening, get on the phone and discuss it. You can be sure to download the Bridge mobile app to get the latest podcast episodes. You can provide feedback on this episode or suggest other show topics when you email us at podcast at 887thebridge.com. You can get complete show notes on this episode along with links to Jack's book. And all that can be found on our website at 887thebridge.com. 